Welcome to the Fennel Shooting Podcast. Fueled by Fioki, the industry standard that champions trust. If you're a clay target shooter, then we have something for you. Speaking with some of the best in the industry about the game you're passionate about. Follow us at The Clay Lab on YouTube and Spotify. The Fennel Podcast is also brought to you by The Clay Lab, Ranger, Kriegoff International, Briley Manufacturing, Long Range, Rainier Shotgun Sports, Mech Outdoors, Greenwood Custom Stocks, Electronic Shooters Protection, and Westside Sporting Grounds. Here's your host, Will Fennel of The Fennel Shooting School. Okay, everybody, it's Will Fennel, Fennel Podcast. I got my buddy Anthony Matarese back for another episode. Um, Anthony's uh, got some big news. Some of you may have heard, some may have not, but switching guns, not companies, just guns, still with Beretta. So tell us about your new gun and Anthony, and let's talk about how somebody goes through changing guns. can be kind of intimidating. Yeah, good question. So first, I'll just give you, uh, I shot the DT-11 uh, starting in... 2013 was my first season with that. So uh, 10, 11 full seasons, I guess. 11 full seasons with the DT-11. Uh, Great gun. Loved it. Um, for an over and under, not a lot of recoil. Gun pattern's good. Um, One thing, and- Anthony, I, I remember I got my first DT-11, and it was shipped into me at M&M. I was up there teaching or doing something with I you. After it, like it was yesterday. I tell yeah. people the story all the time of me and you went out and shot together. Was- yeah, we went out and shot it. And i never forget, we, you you shot some great big crosser and just balled it up four or five times in a row. And you turned around and looked at me and you said, I get one of these things. I may never miss a crossing bird ever again. What I what I remember, though, more than anything, I don't remember that. But what I remember <laughs> What I remember more than anything was, you know, I shot a semi-auto. I was shooting a semi-auto at that time. I shot the semi-auto for 18 years. And I remember shooting your DT-11, which was kind of new into the country at the time, right? So no one, no one, I hadn't shot one. Very few people had shot one. And uh, I remember going, Will, does this thing kick less than your DT-10? It feels like this thing doesn't kick that much. And you're like, yeah, man, I think it kicks less, you know, and. They, they definitely have good technology with that barrel. You know, Absolutely. There's, no, there's no question. And uh, I the gun shot well for me, et cetera. They have a new gun out called the SL2. And um, a long story short, they're going to offer it to one of our Beretta team members to shoot it. They offered it to me first. And uh, it's got a thinner profile, thinner action, you know, not the bigger ears on the DT-11. So, that intrigued me having less gun kind of right in my eye Yeah. Uh, back to my back to talking about seeing around the gun, uh, that we talked about in the previous, uh, podcast, uh, right. should be a little easier to see around the gun when I, you know, saw the kind of the prototype and, uh, also, you know, they Beretta, you know, they, they had mentioned, you know, uh, that they think the performance of this gun with the barrel, et cetera, will be, as good or better, okay, than the technology that they had in the DT-11, which I, you know, I'm a pretty firm believer in the technology they have in the DT-11 barrel. So I said, hell yeah, sign me up. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try it, right? You know, so um, here we are. I got a new stock made. Jim Greenwood uh, built a stock for me, went out there and did that with him. I've got about 
thousand rounds in the gun so far, um, which is not a lot considering going to the Jacqueline mm-hmm. next week. A thousand rounds is not really that much, but um, I feel pretty good with it. I mean, certain instances, you know, I'm generally not one to, you know, do a lot of talking about my shooting and kind of let let my shooting do the talking. Um, I feel good with it though. I mean, certain instances when I'm shooting it, I feel like, man, I can shoot this freaking thing better than I can shoot my DT 11. Um, couple shots here and there, I'll miss something and, you know, question myself a little bit, but that's to me, that's really just confidence that I've got a thousand shots in the gun versus shooting 20,000 shots a year for 11 years with the, with the other gun. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, I was, it's actually an interesting conversation related to confidence and you have to build confidence in your equipment. And, you know, one risk of changing equipment all the time is people don't get enough feel with their equipment, you know, so you, it has to be done correctly. I mean, if you just change equipment to change equipment, then, uh, you know, so I've essentially shot three guns in 30 years, you know, the Beretta semi-autos, then the DT 11, now the SL2. So I'm kind of a, firm believer in use what works, stick with it for you. You know, if the equipment's not right for you, obviously find something new, but uh, you know, this is kind of a changing guns related, but also big picture related with confidence and technique, et cetera. But so I was shooting a dropper yesterday actually, and I'm a really good dropping target shooter in general. I would say it's one of my stronger shots and it wasn't an easy one, but it was I thought I should be able to hit 10 in a row, you know, uh, for what it looked like. And I just wasn't a hundred percent. I wasn't hitting it. I was hitting four out of five, you know, and then I hit, you know, seven out of eight. And so I was working on it and I shot a few of them the day before. And I shot them a few again yesterday at the end of the day after doing lessons. And I had like a box of shells left and I went back to it, you know, with the last box of shells that I had before I quit and, uh, it's getting dark, but on my, my last five shots, okay, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. You know, I'm trying starting closer to the bird, trying starting further under the bird, you know, trying to feel like I'm just trust myself, look at the bird, stay with the bird more, stay with the bird less, okay. And uh, in the last five shots, I'm like, all right, make sure that if I pull the trigger, when I – when I'm pulling the trigger, I want to basically be able to see the biggest piece and shoot it again, you know, while I'm still in the gun. Right. Okay. And I freaking center punched five targets in a row. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm taking my eye off the bird. Okay. You're not trusting all I'm the way to the end. I'm taking my eye off the bird. But that's related to the equipment, right? You know, yeah, so if you're it's, down. It's related to the missing. Okay. Yes. But the missing is related to the equipment. Okay. So literally like when that happened, I was like relieved, right? Because yeah, that means nothing, nothing's wrong. You're just down. I think the, 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 the big lesson there for everyone is I shot 90 targets on that bird before working on trying to look at the bird and I couldn't keep my eye on the target through the shot because of the little bit of fear or the doubt or the uncertainty, which came from missing in the new equipment, you know, so that that's what new stuff does to you. Right. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people don't realize that because it took me, you know, a hundred shots on a 
35 yard dropper sliding dropper to realize that that's what's going on. So how's somebody else going to figure that out, you know, in right. 10 shots. And the answer is you, the, the assumption I always have to make regarding keeping my eye on the clay or not, or finishing the shot is I have to assume. Okay. I have to assume that it's going wrong. Okay. <laughs> because it's not obvious. Right. To yeah, me. I mean, the only thing I could do, I do with that to try to tell, and it's hard, but to try to tell, if that's the problem is just honestly, did I see it super clear when the gun went off? Right. And, and that drill of, uh, and I, I use that same drill of shooting the biggest ship on a, on a stalling crow the other day that I was having trouble with. And for the same reason, it was a way of keeping my eyes out there all the way to the end. Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's, I was just sitting here giggling. You're telling me the story because I was doing the same thing on a target going the other direction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the part of the game, which, you know, it's it's a it's a mental miss, but it's a visual miss, right? You know, so they're directly correlated, et cetera, together. So, sure, I thought the story was important for you know equipment and confidence because it's kind of goes they go hand in hand there. Um, but the gun feels good, you know. I always the advice I give people if you're if you're you know changing equipment, you know, change for a good reason. Change because you're getting better equipment than what you have. Okay, you know, if you if you if you have a Parazzi and you buy a Kriegoff or you have a Kriegoff and you buy a Parazzi and they were stocked well, et cetera, or you have a DT-11 and you buy it, you're kind of trading across in some capacity. Sure. You know, I'm not a salesman, okay? I'm a firm, you know, believer in have good pro- have a good quality product and use it. I'm not going to tell somebody that their other brand at a top of the line is not a good gun, okay? If they shoot it well, et cetera. There's something for everybody. There's advantages and disadvantages in, in every brand. Um, you know, so don't people change guns to change guns. You know, I'm a shooting coach. Uh, I'm a professional shooter, shooting coach, and a range owner. I'm not a gun salesman. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you that you have to buy this or have to buy that uh, because I would be lying to you. Okay. Sure. There's world championships and national championships won. With, with all three of those, with 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 good good brands, you know that are fit well, and the people learn the gun, et cetera. So, you know, as a advice to the people listening, you know, you change guns when you're getting something better. You change guns when you're getting something you think is better for you, right? You know, say for example, the the DT11 has a detachable trigger. The the SL2 that I have is a detachable trigger. If that's important to you, okay, because there's no one to work on your equipment near you or something, then that might be a good decision for you to sure. have a gun like that. Other companies, you know, so change when you think it's a necessity for you and your equipment is going to be better, you know, make sure the gun fits the best as possible, okay? Um, you know, whether that's with a custom stock or with somebody making those adjustments for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing I think people make a mistake is they'll, they've been shooting a brand X, they buy a brand Y and then they try to make the new gun dimensions exactly the same as the last one. Well, guns handle different, how they handle affects your fit. So just make the new one fit and quit right. worrying about the old. One. Yeah. I mean, the, some guns have a higher point impact than others. Sure. Right. You know, so you look down the barrel, you're, you can be looking down the barrel and have your, your eye at what looks like 50, 50. If you're looking down the rib, you know, maybe a 
the beads stacked together and that might be 50 50 on one gun and you know 65 35 on another gun you know and there's you know guns out there that you know i know there's guns out there that you know within a brand recently it's been shooting a little low yeah you know, so just a little low yeah you had to bring this <laughs> way up than you would think so if you duplicated yeah. your dimensions it's not going to work um yep. or it's not going to be the same put it that way it might work eventually um so yeah, I, I, went, I went through that with dan uh not a gun that we've mentioned here we don't need to talk about the brand but he was trying to shoot a, a brand gun a few years back and he was struggling and struggling and struggling he came out for a clinic uh to do a clinic with me and before we started he said you gotta look over my shoulder while i shoot this thing and he was consistently a pattern under the bird <laughs> a full pattern so we went to the pattern plate and i proved it to him and you know there's that's probably the hardest thing to try to overcome is a gun that shoots low. Yeah, I agree. Almost, almost impossible to fix that. We couldn't put enough moleskin on it to get the pattern right. above the rib. So, right. so yeah. yeah. At that point, you start detaching where your hands and your hands are from where the patterns are going. But, but just like you said, that had totally, three months of piddling with that on his own, that had totally eroded his confidence. Right. I mean, totally. Right. Then at that point, you you're doubt brain, everything. Yeah, your brain doesn't believe anything. Yeah. Well, cool, man. That's going to be an interesting journey. I look forward to seeing that gun. I saw Jim sent me pictures of it. It looked good. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's, uh, my life is busy and I'm on the range way too much. Uh, <laughs> no the feeling. all day, every day, but yeah. it gives me, you know, it gives me motivation too. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I signed up for the, for the task is because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if I've been out there for eight hours all day and done that all week, you know, I, with the new gun, I'll be more motivated to grab it and go out there and shoot. So yeah, get you fired up a little bit. Yeah, keep things interesting. Give yeah. me, a, give me a challenge. Just what I need. All right. <laughs> well, um, appreciate you sharing that journey with us. Um, I tell you, Anthony, this is this was pretty easy for you and I to do. Let's plan to plan on doing this a little more often. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds okay. good. All right, buddy. I'll see you next week in Florida. Take care. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and Spotify to The Clay Lab. That way you never miss an episode. We'll catch you here next time on The Fennel Podcast. Podcast.